Welcome to the Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast. This podcast features geeks brought together by fate to discuss movies and all things geek culture. Enjoy the show. Like, the James Bond franchise survived because Roger Moore could never be Sean Connery. But he was funny. He was funny. And they knew to switch it up. They knew yes. to change the story and stuff along too, and not try to play it straight like you know Sean Connery because that's a exactly. totally different thing. And so, yeah. so he, so he, he became his Bond. Yes. Timothy Dalton was rugged. Yes, Timothy. <laughs> and it was smart to do that because I always thought he does not look like Bond. He doesn't. He doesn't look right. But oh, those movies are so good. Yes. To the to the point that when they finally got what's his name finally got Pierce um, Brosnan. Yeah, I didn't care for those movies. I don't think those movies were as strong as Timothy Dalton's movies, okay, which is weird see, I, for me. And I love Pierce Brosnan's Bond. Yeah. I thought he was smooth. I thought I like him. I just, in the door. Yeah, I thought no, I like the look of him. He was always yeah. perfect. He's perfect when he was doing Remnant Steel. Right, but I'm, right. But I'm saying I, I didn't like the movies Timothy's as much. Better? I thought yeah, I go back and watch. Yeah, I, like I have to go back and watch Timothy's two movies. Yeah. But I mean, so so for me, Pierce was smooth like Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, the, so the the Scotsman and the Irishman nailed it. Um, so you thought, he, so you thought he looked more. To, to me, I thought he had more of a vibe of Roger Moore, not the comedy part. I thought the vibe of Roger Pierce, Moore. To me, he he had more vibe of, of Sean. He was huh. just smooth. He was just yeah. smooth. And I, I I knew he was Bond, and I knew it was going to go down. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Timothy, Timothy was going to beat your ass. <laughs> Timothy could have a scotch and a beer side by side. Like he, he, it didn't matter for him. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was down. Timothy was down. Yeah. So I mean, I, I appreciated him. Um, yeah, I didn't care for Daniel Craig. It's just Craig was, but Daniel that Craig. First, was that old. first movie and that last movie, to me, were you know he had a rough Skyfall run. Was Sky, overrated. Skyfall, yeah. Everybody loved it to the point where overrated. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But no, the fr- yeah, but no, you're right. The Casino Royale was good. Oof, that and was the last one. one was good with Jeffrey um, Wright. He, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, he he was more of a uh, a cold, dismissive bond. He was a, he was an unfeeling bond, and he didn't have all his footing yet. You, and and it, and it played into it. It wasn't like you you in the middle of you know years of him in service, and this is what he is. No, he's rough because he's still working it out. He doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have the compromise yet. He's just kind yeah. of you know he doesn't know all the rules and don't care for him. It's not like yeah. he he doesn't respect anything yet. He, he's he's yeah. really just finding his way. But he was it's, cold. He was cold after he lost and, his wife. He right. Was cold. And to have a story like that to go along with the look and the way the vibe was going, it's like okay, it makes sense. But, but if he, he was stuck in any other kind of movie like that, no, it'd be like oh no, that's not gonna work. No, no. Yeah. But he didn't look like Bond to me at no. all. He was oh, least no. looking Bond. Blonde hair, blue I, eyes. Didn't like it at all. I never liked his look. Never liked it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted Clive Owen, but you know he's too old now. So, but um, yeah, Clive. Yeah, I wanted Clive Owen to, to replace Pierce. Huh. But it's all good. But I'll say this though: um, characters, these 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 type of iconic characters, it's interesting because it, it's special when you have an iconic character like that, and different actors get to play them and put their spin on it. Yeah. And then we go with it. It says a lot about how special these characters are that we can accept that. We accept the bond that way. So I've seen that with superheroes. So like I said, I don't expect the next Aquaman to be like Jason Momoa, yeah. but he's still the template for me now. Right on. He's, you know, yeah, yeah, he's 
I mean, so he's the, he's like Connor. He's okay. Well, okay. He was great. So what are you going to do to stand out? You can't be him, but you better stand out, (laughs) you know? So, and that's going to go with Superman and Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, you know, it's, 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 what can you do to, to stand out? Yeah, and this actually this was the hardest one to do because technically there's a look for Batman. Regardless, you know, like the reason why it was so trippy for Michael Keaton because he wasn't the look for Batman. But really, even though everybody's surprised about Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck technically makes more sense than all the other ones because he actually looked like Batman. Superman has a distinct look. So even when they have people when they find new people to play Superman, it's still gonna look like Superman because he has such an iconic look. Even from the TV shows to the cartoons to 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 the movies, it's always the same kind of looking guy. You know what I mean? Because he has that kind of distinct look. Aquaman is the one that was just so left field first. Like you said, he's just a totally different rebuild design all all together. Yeah. So that's gonna be yeah. hard to. Matter of fact, yeah. the old way of Aquaman would be almost the only way they can go because how are you gonna outdo that? And I don't want that. But where, where else are they gonna go though? They can't out Jason Momoa. You know what I mean? So it's gonna no, be very you can, interesting. You can bring another brown man, but you can't be Jason. Mm-hmm. Like I said, maybe you're gonna be funny. Maybe you're gonna be darker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Keep him, keep him a brown man. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need him. I don't need to be blind hair, blue eye. We already had that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't need that. The door's open now. You can't close it. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I feel. That's but funny. I mean, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he gave that foundation. Even when you think about Superman and Christopher Reeve, that was such a magical time. And 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 I, and I get why there's there were a lot of people who didn't like Man of Steel for different reasons. That and you're not going over over that over that. We don't have to go over that. I get that some people they didn't like it because it just was not what they're used to. And I and I understand that. But for me, I'm like that Christopher Reeve era was so special to me. Yeah. I'm never getting that back. I wouldn't even try to get, I don't want to get that back. That can't be re- duplicated. Yeah. That was a moment in my life. That was a moment in the world that was just special. Just, I mean, the, the was it the John Williams music? All of it, oh, it was just special. Yeah. I mean, and Christopher Reeve probably looked more like Superman than anybody in this world. The comic book, it's yeah. eerie how he looked like the comic book. Yeah. You know, and it's just, let that go. So, what are you gonna do next to stand out? And that and Brian Singer to me messed up. Now Brandon Ralph to me was good as Superman. I didn't like his Clark Kent at all. Yeah, I, just, I didn't care for the story. I like I like the idea of the story where he's trying to continue it on, but I think that you know it was some, horrible. some of the choices, <laughs> like the choice for Lois Lane, was all wrong. It wasn't enough action going on. Like I said, that was a, like I said, that was a great idea. I can't beat it. Let me lean into it. But like I said, the way he leaned into it just wasn't right. It just, no. it just wasn't right. And no. it destroyed the two franchises at one movie. time. Yeah, the trailer it, was better than the movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it was just one of those kind of things. Um, yeah. But like I said, the DCEU had a had a very bumpy journey from the start. To be honest, even though I will admit, Man of Steel was a good, strong start. Like I said, I, I don't. Th- my I guess my thing is that I don't think all characters are malleable like Batman. Batman, you could do them so many different ways. I think characters like Superman are hard to bend like that. I think Wonder Woman, she's not, she's a little bit more flexible, 
but Superman, like I said, he's he's kind of finite, and that's why I think it's just kind of hard with, with him with that character because it's he's almost like um all the rest of them you expect. Like Wonder Woman's a warrior, Batman, he's a detective, he's pragmatic, uh, he's about getting the job done by any means necessary. Superman is more like morally, it's almost like if you saw an interpretation of Jesus that was kind of you know, I'll look out for my disciples, but everybody else, you know, you know, <laughs> you feel a ways about it because certain characters, their morals and how they are is so tied into who they are that they, you almost don't want the moral flexibility of a cop. You know what I mean? You want that morals to be strong because you will so much power. You don't want a judge to be morals to be flexible you need his morals to be straight and just because he could be putting down something on top of some some person that can't you know that is at the mercy of them so i think it's because of his powers lends into how we take him and therefore it's almost kind of like i wouldn't want that thing over me not being anything but just and straight because if not we already see what it's like when it's not and I think that's why some people might feel a ways about the bending of Superman. Now, is it a different take of Superman? Yeah, but I bet you if it was any other character but Superman and you kind of did that, people would like it or forgive it. Like like Homelander, you know, like that kind of, you could do all these crazy kind of things and people will still root for Homelander, you know, he's a nut because that's not Superman. He's not the one that's supposed to be over us looking after us. He's not the, he's not the, yeah. So so he has a he has a different kind of stigma. You know what I mean? And Batman, we know he's nuts. You know, Wonder Woman, we know she's a warrior and you better not be in her way and be a problem. So for those, we kind of we could they could be nicer or meaner, but Superman, for me, but, I yeah. just felt away because it's kind of like if that's his thing, did. it makes it kind of, you know, but I understand but, him wanting to change and want something different. I understand that. But I think that not all characters even when they change the suit design and, and remove the red shorts, that threw me off. And I know shorts look crazy on the character. So certain things is just like, you got that formula, even when you're trying to fix it and touch it up, make it better. No, sometimes it is what it is and it's great just the way it is. And any extra thing you would do to add to it or whatever could possibly make it fall apart. And other songs and art, you could just keep messing with it and keep growing it and it moves with you. And some is done when it's done. Well, maybe one day, you know, and if Zach's not gets a chance to hear this episode, you know, please weigh in on it. I always felt like Man of Steel Part 2, Man of Tomorrow, was going to give us the Superman that everyone knows and loves. I always felt like this was just establishing the foundation on why he doesn't kill. Because when I watched this film, even though, you know, he was hiding from the world and it felt, like I said, for me, it felt like Superman, I've said this to you thousands of times, yeah. It was the first time Superman felt real to me, yeah. like a real life person. Right. And I never saw anyone do that before. I mean, Christopher Reeve gave you that look, but it didn't feel real because mm -hmm. because with Ned Beatty's cartoonish Otis and right. Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, it was just kind of cartoonish for me. I just, right. But with, with Man of Steel, it felt real. And I felt like part two was going to, I felt like what he did with Zod traumatized him so much that he was not going to kill again. Yeah. And that was why we know he doesn't do it. And I felt like we were going to see this lighter version. And I believe even Henry Cavill expressed that he wanted to show people the lighter version of Superman. And Zack made a gamble. Zack could have made part two and said he did Batman versus Superman. And it is what it is, as you would say. But yeah. I, I would, you know, if Zack Snyder is listening, 
I would love for you to weigh in or, you know, I'd love to talk to you one day and ask you if, if I'm right that, you know, were you going to give us what we know about the iconic Superman, that Boy Scout that we love, who has those Kent family, family values because his character is so interesting when you think about he's an orphan, but he's not. Yeah. He's an orphan, but he's got these farmers who are so good and loving that, you know, this is the most human alien that we know. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, with all the stuff I've seen that Zack has done, you know, all his movies and stuff, and even his superhero stuff, and even his stuff with his own characters, and stuff we did with Watchmen and stuff like that, he doesn't make characters like that. All his characters are almost all different interpretations of Batman. He doesn't have soft characters, like Boy Scout-like characters. I've never seen one of those kind of characters in none of his movies, to be honest. And not judging him. He sees it in a way he sees it. You know, it's not yeah. wrong. It's how he sees it. But can you think of a movie where he had a character that's anything like a Superman-type character that's just straight? Outside of Man of Steel? No. But, no. Even, but, but for me, like I said, when I watched that movie, I felt like Kal-El was that guy. But like I said... You know, when you when you create a supervillain when that's so good in his role, Michael Shannon was so great as Zod. He was so convincing. Yeah. I mean, I really did feel like he was going to kill all those humans. He did not care. He was ready to die for his belief. And when he, and that's what I love. When you get a villain who who thinks that he's the good guy, yeah. you know, Lex Luthor's a similar way. He's my favorite Zod. I mean, Terrence Stamp is cool, but Michael Shannon. He killed that. I'm just like, ooh. He did ooh. a great job. And the thing is, is like, even though I didn't even though I didn't care for him, you know, taking out Zod, to me that wasn't the only issue I had with his personality and how he was. Like that okay. that wasn't because really the way his Superman is in that movie, it makes sense that he would snap Zod's neck. So it's not like yeah. He was like the regular Superman that we all know and love up until he snapped the neck. No, it was the whole premise, the way he dealt with his dad and all that kind of stuff. And his dad passing, the conversation with his dad to him about how to deal with us. All that, all that. Yeah, so that he, was interesting. So if he had the conversation with his dad the way he did, that makes sense that he would move the way he did throughout the movie. So it's not just the fact that he snapped the neck, but it's just the fact that you even had a character that I could see why he would do that considering what he how he was in the movie. So like I said, fundam fundamentally, he was just a different type of character. Yeah. And, and, and so it wasn't like it wasn't shot well or the casting wasn't well and stuff like that. It wasn't that. It was just the, the fundamental of that Superman. And so, gotcha. so even if he wouldn't have snapped the neck, I still would have been like, you know, gotcha. Like he, like he, he, they got him very cautious of the world, and that's nothing wrong because I understand how a parent would feel like that. But then also, it would, it wouldn't make him the kind of Superman or hero that we would need to look out for us because I don't know he would have been selfless with the raising that he received. Not, not he would have been safe and he'd have been fine, and he would have protected the people he felt connected to, but then how would he be with other but places, got other that, people? But then we got that in Batman versus Superman. We got to see him be selfless and we got to see, you know, Bruce Lane be like, wow, he just died for us. And I thought this guy was a piece of crap. But you can also <laughs> see that it was a course correction due to all the hits that they had. Yeah. You know, it was, it was just always off on the back foot trying to sure back up and it just, yeah, but to be honest, even though I didn't necessarily care for how Man of Steel was done, I think they should have left him alone. If they said that that's who they chose to go with, 
And that was his vision constantly throughout his journey, directing those movies and stuff and being a part of those movies. They have been altering and shaking up his direction. And that's not fair. As an artist, I didn't appreciate that. They shouldn't have did that Batman v Superman because he probably wasn't planning on doing that. And you could tell because it was very off. And then you could see how they derailed his Justice League. So they've been picking at him since even before the thing, the excuse they used about his daughter passing, they was looking for a reason to get rid of him anyway. And they should have handled it in a different kind of way. They should have respected, if they chose him, they should have respected it and ride it out the way that he attended. Because when you start yes. picking with something, even if you, cause who knows, we might've fell in love with it and been like, you know what? I forget that Superman because he might've kind of did something later on in some other movie that we would have forgiven or would have yep. made more sense. Cause we would at least have the yep. big picture. But to give yeah. us that and to start messing around with it and jamming stuff and making stuff sooner than it should have. And the yeah. weird stuff with Batman, the Superman and all that, and then the Justice League to do it the way it was, it was not fair to him as as an artist. It was not fair. And it was never gonna quite be right because they were, you know, messing with it in the middle of production. Of, of, I'm talking about now, production of his vision. They were jabbing and messing with it from the jump. And so it was never been right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping like win, lose, or draw. I hope this whole thing with James Gunn, you know, even if it starts off bumpy, I don't know how, we'll see how it goes with the Superman thing, but if you're saying he's the one that's doing it, that's the person you drove in with. Ride that out. Do not because the other factors and stuff that could be going on when you messing with it in the middle of somebody's idea, it could make it way worse. Let him ride it out. And let's, I agree. Let's, Leave him to Peter alone. And let's hope that it, it'll all work out. Jay. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show available now on all streaming platforms. If you'd like to hear more from us, please check out my other podcast entitled Jay's Other Podcast, along with Captain Keith's other podcast entitled Clef Signs, spelled K-L-E-F-S-I-G-N-S, which are both now available on all streaming platforms.